0: All right, final hour here on a Friday with you. And, of course, the big race this weekend, the Daytona 500, to talk about it right now with us. Uh, Davey Siegel from SiriusXM NASCAR Radio, also uh, a, a podcaster as well, Victory Lane podcaster. And are you really a TikTok guy, Davey? I mean, are we serious about that?
1: Well, I, I guess, Scott, if you're reading my Twitter bio or yeah. X bio, yes. Because okay. uh, that is that is how some people at the track and in the industry know me because I did these little skits impersonating the races and the drivers. But TBD on if that's going to continue. But that's how some people know me and address me. So I guess maybe is your answer.
0: Okay, all right, good to know. I, 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 I was unaware because I don't do the TikTok. I, I don't want to give um, China all my information yet. Um, yeah,
1: you didn't. You didn't strike me as a big TikTok guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, been a while, man. Good to talk to you. First of all, um, thanks for doing this with us. All right. So interesting development, obviously, over the last couple races. Uh you know, with the with the weather with the, tonight, you're gonna have the, the truck series going real late late night uh because of what's going on there. Uh what, what do you what do you make of all that and hopefully weather won't be a factor for the big race this weekend?
1: Yeah, that's what we're hoping. I'm trying to channel my power of positivity and, and look on the bright side, but unfortunately the weather is probably gonna be anything but bright. But you know yeah. what? If there's if there's a ninety nine percent chance of rain, that means that there's a one percent chance that it's not going to. So we'll we'll go with that. But yeah, tonight's gonna be a busy one. Uh makeshift double header of sorts, the Crafts and Truck series gonna go green to start their season, and the Arkham Menard series also gonna go green to start their season. They were gonna start their race tomorrow, but due to a impending, very bad-looking forecast, yeah. their race got moved up to tonight, and then tomorrow, scheduled, is the Xfinity race, and then Sunday, of course, the sixty-six running of the Daytona 500, but TBD on if and when those events take place in their scheduled slots, I guess time will tell and we shall see, but that's made for some interesting storylines and talking points here in Daytona this weekend, Scott, in terms of what the weather may do, not just to the racetrack, but the schedules because teams got to go back home get their atlanta cars ready and head down there to georgia after they leave daytona
0: all right so what have you made outside uh, now qualifying over the twins over uh who do you feel like is in the best position to uh, take the checkered flag i still
1: am sticking with my guns that i had kind of before the weekend began and that's in the ford camp for the most part brad keselowski has been so great on super speedways. He's been so great here at Daytona and he's won the July race, but he's never won the Daytona 500. And I really feel like his time is coming. His time is now he's way past due. So he's been my pick kind of for the last couple months. I, I think I'd be a fool to leave that right now. So I'll stick with him as my guy. but I think uh, another Ford to watch is Joey Logano. He obviously won the championship a couple years ago. His teammate, Ryan, Ryan Blaney won the championship last year. And Joey's on the pole. First pole for Roger Penske in the Daytona 500 ever. First one for Joey Logano, too. And the Fords have a lot of speed, not just in qualifying because Michael McDowell, another Ford, is qualified in second on the front row. But even in the duels last night, the Fords seem to have a lot of speed. They were able to draft well. They were able to lead well. And in that single car speed, too, which we know doesn't really mean much when it comes to the race itself. They were pretty impressive, so I'll stick with the Fords as kind of the group that I'm going to be watching a little bit more intensely.
0: Not not a lot of um, look at the betting odds on this one. Not a lot of uh, a lot of uh, faith, I guess, in Ricky uh, Steinhouse Jr. to to repeat, huh?
1: I guess not, but you know, I, I can see it both ways. Just like I saw it last year, where it wasn't a shock that he won; it was a mild surprise. But again, he's one of those guys that knows what it takes to get things done on super speedways. Won the summer race at Daytona before, has won at Talladega before. Excuse me, he won twice at Daytona, came really close to Talladega before. So winning the 500 last year was not a shock. It was a mild surprise. But again, 500 miles is a long, long time. It's a long race, Scott, and it's a battle of attrition. So if you get through the first 450 miles unscathed, which is an accomplishment in and of itself, then you can kind of hammer down and go what you need to go for in the last 50 miles or so. And Ricky kind of found himself in the right spot at the right time, made the right moves, and he's a Daytona 500 champion. And I think that we may see that trend continue this year. The last three years, we've had first-time Daytona 500 winners with Stenhouse last year, Austin Sinderk the year before, and Michael McDowell in 2021. So if my prediction comes to fruition, Brad Kizlowski winning in 24, that would be four in a row.
0: All right, Davey Seagull with us at Davey Center on the X Sirius XM NASCAR uh, radio host, as well as uh, a uh, podcaster for Victory Lane Podcast uh, with us here. Scott Jackson, your Priority Auto Sports Radio ninety four point one, talking about the sixty sixth edition of the Daytona five hundred, and again, hopefully uh, weather will not wreck too much havoc on the weekend. Although already impacting uh, the uh, truck race and how they're going to double things up uh, tonight. Um, and and you mentioned, you know, first time winners and the the possibility of that you, you obviously like your guy, Brad Kozlowski, any, any other first timers potentially that you could see maybe, uh, with with a chance in this one this weekend?
1: Sure. I think that there's a lot, um, specifically in the Toyota camp, I'm looking at Bubba Wallace. He's finished runner up in this race before. And, you know, when it comes to super speedways, it's always kind of a numbers game. Ford always has a lot of, of, uh, of fusions and Mustangs on the racetrack. Chevrolet always has a lot of Camaros and Toyota doesn't really have as many Camrys numbers wise as the other two manufacturers but that's changed a little bit this year they've got not two but three extra cars on the track this year in the 500 but because Legacy Motor Club the team that Jimmy Johnson now co-owns switched manufacturers in the offseason from Chevrolet to Toyota so that means John Henry Nemechek, Eric Jones and Jimmy Johnson who raced his way into the 500 last year and some dramatic fashion, are all driving Toyotas along with Joe Gibbs Racing's Quartet and 2311 Duo oh. as well. So Bubba Wallace has some more Toyota teammates to work with. He's got another year under his belt with this new-ish, growing, young, budding race team in 2311. And Michael Jordan's been in attendance the last couple of years for the 500 to cheer on his guys. So whenever we do run this race, I wouldn't be shocked if MJ shows up again. And I know Bubba likes to show out when the boss man's in town.
0: Very interesting. So he's already gone to more races uh, for Bubba Wallace than he ever did when he was the president of the Wizards uh, when he didn't show up until he started playing huh. the next year. Interesting. Uh, well,
1: <laughs> MJ loves NASCAR. And I was kind of shocked by it, too. Yeah. When he no, he's it, into racing. NASCAR, yeah. He was he was very like, yeah, you know, been a fan for a long time. Carolina guy, time yeah. Assume, uh, okay, whatever. But he's come to a lot. So, yeah, L- Wizard legend, MJ.
0: No doubt. Say. No doubt. Never forget those years. Um. So it's been an interesting trend. I saw this note this week, and uh, I don't know if you have a theory on it, but the defending Cup Series champion to then win the next, you know, the win the Daytona 500, you've got to go all the way back to 2000 and Dale Jarrett. Uh, So we're talking, you know, going on 24 years now. Uh, So I guess that's not a good trend for Ryan Blaney, but I do see Blaney's got some pretty good odds this week. He does,
1: but his his weekend got a little bit tougher last night because in his dual race he was wrecked to no fault of his own, and he was pretty pretty upset about it, and he let everybody know um, about it. This is kind of the third time, I don't know about in a row, but in a very short period of time that he's gotten wrecked head-on into the wall, gotten right-reared when they're on the straightaway, which is kind of one of those unwritten rules and a no-no. Don't think it was malicious on anybody's part, but Ryan Blaney bared the brunt of the hit. It was a really tough hit, absolutely destroyed the race car. So the 12-team was fortunate on things. They went to a backup car. Practice is going on right now, and I see, as we speak, Ryan Blaney's 13th on the speed chart. So I don't think that the backup car is any worse than the primary, especially nowadays with how things are constructed in this current landscape in NASCAR. But Blaney, uh, again, another guy who's been so close so many times to this Daytona 500 race specifically. He's won at Talladega. And so last year, to kind of spark his playoff and championship run. He's won at Daytona in the summer, but he has not won the 500 and he's came oh so close. When his teammate Austin Sindrick won a couple of years ago, Blaney was a team player, but he also could have been a little bit more selfish and maybe just maybe gotten the Daytona 500 win. I think he learned his lesson, and if it comes down to it, he will not be unselfish again.
0: What, what do you think was up with the aggression in the duels last night? Like, why why was that going on the way it was? Well, I think
1: it probably shifted a couple of years ago where. Before, it was essentially just to tune up, make sure all your car is handling right, see how you handle in the pack and who you can work well with. But they added points uh, a couple years ago. Not a full race worth of mm-hmm. points, but you still get 10 points if you win a duel. And points matter. Every point matters. We sure. saw even just a couple years ago, Kevin Harvick made this point in his uh, opening Daytona race in the Fox Sports booth last night. That a couple years ago, Martin Truex Jr. missed the playoffs by three points. And Ryan Blaney... He got several points in the opening duel, and he was the last driver in on points. So even though the playoffs are 28 or so weeks away, what you do in the duels last night may matter when it comes to the last race of the regular season. So I think the aggression just stemmed from the fact that it matters for the first time in a little bit. And points were on the line, and points were gotten. And for a lot of other people, wrecked race cars happened, which is just a product of this race against Daytona.
0: So, uh, how many days you've been down there now? Uh, we have been
1: down here since Tuesday. Okay. Uh, so it, it feels like forever. though. I'm not going to lie. we've been We've been banging the ship. We have been full throttle all out wide open, and uh, I hope that it does not stop, but I have a feeling that things may slow down due to Mother Nature, but again, we're yeah. manifesting positive thoughts. but got down here on Tuesday was able to spend a little bit of time on the beach, but been mostly uh, mostly working at the track so far.
0: All right, so I know you got your guy, Kozlowski, as your pick, um, but but if it's not Brad Kozlowski, who's it going to be?
1: I'd probably go with Logano because rolling off from the first position, track position in this day and age of super speedway racing in NASCAR is probably more important than it's ever been. You know, the days where Dale Earnhardt and Dale Jr. could see the air, right? Like, you could go from 30th to 1st in the span of a couple laps and just kind of, bide their time and make their way back through the pack doesn't happen anymore. And it hasn't been happening for a handful of years. You got to put yourself in position literally ahead of everybody else when the time comes so that you can then block. And Joey Logano is notoriously one of the best blockers in the cup series. And sometimes it pisses a lot of people off, but he's got a lot of race wins to show for it, especially on super speedways. And he's somebody that has won the Daytona 500 back in 2015. So if it's not going to be Brad. I'd probably lean Joey just because of that track position and the speed that he's shown already too.
0: All right. you I mean look, you know, I I mean I I don't really have a, a driver per se, but I always want, you know, Joe Gibbs racing to do well or, or just want like an exciting finish. Uh, mm-hmm. so, so what you're telling me this week is, um, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm not going to get, maybe I'll get an exciting not, finish. Not
1: necessarily. Okay. I mean, I would definitely not take what I say and take it to the <laughs> bank because, you know, we know how much I'm wrong on these super speedways, that's but okay. I mean, Denny, Denny Hamlin's the only three time winner of the great American race that's yep. in the field. He is probably the odds on favorite, depending on what book you look at for a reason. I mean, he is the guy to beat at pretty much any racetrack, but specifically yeah. when you come to Daytona. And then somebody like Martin Shrek's Jr. as well, his teammate at JGR on a super speedway race period. And he's been doing this for a couple decades. So could this possibly be the year? He got beat out to the line by Denny uh, you know several years ago, probably eight or ten at this point. And he hasn't really come close since. But that's not to say that he could put himself in position to pounce when the time is right. And oh, by the way, Joe Gibbs' grandson, Ty Gibbs, going into his second full time season as a cup series driver. He was telling us that on media day that he really wants to continue the tradition of when a Joe Gibbs racing driver wins the 500, they all drive down the international speedway Boulevard. They go to steak and shake and they get themselves a nice meal, at steak and shake to celebrate. And he said that everybody was invited if he wins. So that's pretty cool. Steak and shake on Sunday night or whenever we race afterwards. And Ty Gibbs is the winner. You know why
0: I'll tell you what Ty Gibbs, uh, I, I swear they got to check his ID. I mean, is he old enough to drive? I mean, he looks—I <laughs> know he's 22, but come on, man. There's no way he's—I mean, he looks like a baby. I mean, he I know, really I looks know. like a baby, doesn't he? He's and 21 I was, now. I was I guess
1: covering I was. him when he was coming up the ranks yeah. too, and you know, Xfinity last year, and, yeah. and a couple years ago, and even before that in some lower level, the K and M Pro Series in Arca. And if you think he's a baby face now, you should have seen him then. Yeah. Joe Gibbs Racing, low key, has a couple drivers that look like they are. You know, 12 years old. Christopher Bell, he's a bad man behind the wheel, but yeah. he also is a, a bit of a baby faced assassin. So yeah. they do need to check his ID. I'll give you that.
0: All right. Well, hey, Davey, uh, great having you on at Davey Center on the X. Uh, look forward to hopefully, hopefully, knock on wood, you're scaring me about the forecast, yeah. seeing the race uh, go when it should go, which is Sunday. Uh, scheduled for 2 uh, 30 on Sunday afternoon. We hope it happens. Hoping for the
1: best. Always a pleasure to be with you, Scott. Great to hear your voice, and great to chat with you, my
0: friend. All right, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, Good to talk to David Siegel via the Ballyhoo's guest line from Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Uh, Also, various podcasts, and apparently a TikToker, you know. It'd been a while since we spoke. I did not know he was into the world of TikTok. How about that?
2: I'm going to go down that rabbit hole now.
0: Yeah, you do it for me and tell me how it goes. All right. Um, I've got enough people hacking my accounts. I don't need the, the, I don't need the other country. (laughs) Less about that the better. Uh, seven five seven says, "Hey, about Kenny Skywalker. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. He had a great flat top too, didn't he, Kenny Skywalker? It's a former Nick. All right, seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. Um. Appreciate uh, all the good dunker uh, techs coming in. And uh, I'm going to go back down this rabbit hole. Speaking of rabbit holes, we're going to go down to Georgia State promoting the strength coach rabbit hole. I'll get a little bit more info on that now that it's come out from the good folks of The Athletic. We'll get to that next year. Scott Jackson, your Priority on the Sports Radio 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King Law. All right, we're all right. we are uh, brought to you by Larry King Law, injured in an accident called 757-injured, 757-I-N-G-U-R-E-D. Uh, thanks to... Um, Davy Siegel for joining us, talking a little uh racing. Uh, does not sound good about the forecast, though, right? Like, that's, that didn't seem good.
2: I mean, yeah, welcome to Daytona. Yeah. This seems to be a, an issue more often than not.
0: When are we going to start getting domed uh racetracks, uh, <laughs> retractable <laughs> domes around the racetracks? So we, can we talk about that for a minute? You know, come on, what is going on here? What year is this? Why don't we have det- retractable everything? Or what was the thing they were going to do in. Um, and cutter uh, for the uh, soccer, where they could put up a storm cloud. To uh, remember, they could make clouds and other to keep it to keep it cloudy or something. Wow, be so we're so going to try to
2: make clouds but now. But now,
0: can we? Is there a way we can suppress rain as well? I mean, there's got to be some technology for that coming up. I mean, there's got to be a way to suppress rain. Wow. I don't know. Or why not just you know, <laughs> these guys are the best drivers in the world. Couldn't they put on like all weather tires? They've and just actually do
2: it? tried. They, they've tried that <laughs> on like uh road courses and stuff i don't think it worked out very well
0: yeah no it's not good uh so yeah 98 percent chance of rain on sunday that's a lot yeah monday 24 percent chance so we might be on the air monday on president's day Looks again it's president's day so a lot of people will be off right like there's a holiday for a lot of a lot of people not us but you know you know that's that's the that's a cross we bear doing this very difficult job here uh it was so important Sports Talk Radio that we will be here for you. So it could be very well a Monday afternoon race. We'll
2: throw it on in the office.
0: Yeah, so it'll be fun. Anyway. Yeah, it's there's yeah. One inch of rain on Sunday. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and uh clear my calendar for Sunday now, saying I don't have to worry <laughs> about the race to watch anymore. So that's good. So
2: Tigers out.
0: Yeah Tigers. Out. Might get out. So everything <laughs> I put in the poll question <laughs> outside of NBA All Star Weekend has been trounced, uh, right? absolutely trout. so thanks thanks nba yeah i'll get back to that poll question here in a minute but let's do this so georgia state we were talking about this last hour uh their head coach sean a- elliott has resigned school announces yesterday he's going to be the tight ends coach at south carolina uh, apparently something he promised his family right like to to be able to Go ahead and make sure his daughter could be in one place. They love Columbia.
2: Seems like that's something they could have figured out a month or two ago, but okay. Yeah, go on. right.
0: Anyway, it, yeah, there's that too, right? So then the school announces the interim head football coach is the strength coach, um, Mike Siragano. Um, that's who we're going to go with. I have no idea. He was a Division three <laughs> All-American football player at Bridgewater State in Massachusetts. Very well respected by the players as well as the athletic director, Charlie Cobb. The two had previously worked at App State. This is how the world works, right? Yep, here we go. Uh, The move was made to keep the locker room together for whenever the new coach is hired. So they are expected to have a full coaching search go on right now to find a replacement. Uh, The athletic director, Charlie Cobb, says I'm confident that we'll hire an outstanding football coach who will take Georgia State to greater heights. We plan to move quickly and we've retained Parker executive search to assist in the process. We're excited about the future. I'm not... I'm not here to pick on search committees or anything, but there was a day in time, I, just correct me if I'm wrong, that athletic directors were responsible for like having the short list and the desk and all that stuff, right? Yeah. This search committee scam is quite, a, I mean, this is quite a money making operation. Yeah.
2: I don't know when this started when to become they, more and more well, of a
0: thing. I don't know either. I mean, is it just easier to have like the search committee take the calls from the prospective candidates or just post it and do it yourself? I don't, I don't know.
2: And, and call me crazy. Georgia state's not exactly flush with cash. Isn't this money better spent elsewhere?
0: I, I don't know, man. I don't know how this became a thing and who sold it to who. It's kind of like the analytics departments, but good for them, I guess. Um, anyway, so Elliot, who coached the Panthers to four bowl games and five consecutive winning seasons, um, you know, as a uh, football coach, is now again taking the South Carolina job. He's a South Carolina native. His family has stayed in Columbia during the time that he's been with the Panthers, so now he's moving back home to be with his family. So it's, again, a family which is fine. situation, which it's I get. fine. Anybody who's done the long distance things know that's not good. I'm sure, his wife is probably sick of it. Um, at this point, said it was difficult to step away from Georgia State, but as you mentioned, it is February 16th. Uh, hard decision professionally, and it must be done. So here's the problem for Georgia State right now: he's leaving the program, means the Panthers players can freely enter the portal uh, for the next 30 days, but likely too late for them to switch schools for the spring semester. So this is the catchy part, uh-huh. of that, right? So this is why you say, well, why now? Like, Is this some new information they just had, or did they kind of know for a while this is what was going to happen, and they wanted to make sure all the musical chairs were filled before these kids could hit the portal?
2: Well, and here's why I don't think they, they knew until recently, because you don't have your strength coach named your interim coach if you knew a month ago that this was going to happen. I well, can't imagine Unless you're going to anyway. name
0: somebody quickly. And again, right, like, what are they really doing now outside of really working with the strength coach? you are not doing any on-field yeah. activities. So I could kind of see it from that angle right, from as that well. From
2: that perspective, it makes more sense. Uh,
0: I could see that as well. But again, that's just the theory. And maybe that's uh, what's going to happen here. But it's kind of wild that this is uh, this is happening in this late in the game. And they have some talented players. I mean, you remember this seeing this team this year. Um, they've got... All Sun Belt players in Marcus. You know they they've already lost Marcus Carroll to the portal. Uh, or no, you know, he went to Missouri. They also lost Robert Lewis to Auburn. John Trey Hunter, the linebacker, uh, offensive lineman Travis Glover has gone to the NFL. And don't forget
2: Darren Granger has graduated as well. They're all everything quarterback. Yep,
0: Granger's gone. So they already lost some talent. Um, but this is a uh, it's a tough timing thing. I mean, and, and here's the other thing. Even though there's not musical chairs open for them necessarily they do in a sense you you know how this goes there could be you know spring ball coming up there's that other wave that comes up after spring ball true and if you know that you're going to move somebody out after spring ball because that happens too this is a two-way street folks this isn't just kids leaving sometimes they're recommended or they're asked to leave you know because it happens uh you know somebody might be making some space for some of the more attractive georgia state players they dive into this thing it's possible at first so it's possible not over over necessarily um, anyway, weird situation, but yeah, I'll try to get out some more until tomorrow with our Georgia state guy in town. See what, what else could be made of that? Um, seven, five, seven, six, eight, seven, 94, 94, Um, all time dunkers on the text line. And again, the value who's phone line, if you want to join us, our guy, uh, breeze has checked in to say, I'll tell you who dunks seal. Okay. Dunked on every one of us by getting Heidi Klum. Yeah. He's not wrong. You are not wrong this time, my friend. Yeah,
2: but then she pulled the Uno reverse card on him and dunked right back on him years later.
0: That's pretty funny. Uh, Greg and Gloucester says don't mess with mother nature undefeated, yeah, NASCAR, yep. it's true, man. Mother Nature and Father Time. Mhm. Who's a better? You know what? Father Time or Mother Nature? Your call. <laughs> 757-687-9494. <laughs> Who's the biggest badass? Mother Nature uh. or Father Time? Father time also undefeated. Like Mother Nature, you can kinda hide from it sometimes. You know, you can you could use Dome Stadiums, but not with NASCAR. I feel
2: like the consequences are a little higher for Father Time. Yeah,
0: Father Time. Well though, Mother Nature can be pretty high. You yeah, know? That's true. If you're in the true. wrong situation. Tornadoes, hurricanes, I mean, you know, mudslides, you know, it's never know. earthquakes. seven five seven says search committee to hire analytics team to help find the next coach is the next step, spread the blame. <laughs> Love that idea. That is a great plan. Right. That is a great plan. Can't wait
2: until Kyle Shanahan's post-coaching career when he opens up his own <laughs> analytics firm.
0: Greg and Gloucester is going with Father Time. He's, he's, he's on Father Time. Yeah, Father Time's done some mean stuff to some people we really admire in our days. No question about it. Uh, Paulie says, there have always been search committees. AD either wanted to take all the credit for the hire or didn't want to admit <laughs> the university where they were was the extra bill for the athletic department. Oh, yeah, boy. No doubt. All right. I don't know, man. It just feels like, and I know people that work for search committees, so I'm probably in trouble here. But it's just, I don't know. It's
2: okay. It's it's, it's six. Weird. It's 630. They're not. They're I not know, but right it now.
0: seems a little
2: they're, dri- they're driving home from from their analytics it's, job anyway. You know,
0: I mean, it's a little bit of a grifter situation. That's all I'm saying. I, I don't know. It's, it's a bit of a, you know, it's a bit of a. But I'm trying uh, to
2: help you. You can't double down. It's
0: now. a bit of a hustle. You know what I mean? It's like the guy playing the three card Monty on the street, and you go over there, and you're like, oh, yeah, I've seen this. I know this. Oh, I won that time. I won that time. And then the second you put your money down, you lose. You know what I mean? It's kind of like that. All right, 757-687-9494, 757-687-9494. Final half hour, Scott Jackson Show here with you on a Friday. Uh, We got uh, some more stuff to hit from the NFL, believe it or not, even though it is the offseason. Some news there to get to coming up on the other side. Scott Jackson Show here, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. We one. We're brought to you by Larry King Law, injured in an accident. Call 757-INJURED, 757-INJURED. There's sort of breaking news today. Um... On the Chiefs front with uh, Chris Jones, just saw this uh, come down a little while ago. The uh, Chiefs uh, picked up the option on Chris Jones' contract, according to uh, Ian Rapoport. His friends call him Rap Sheet, uh, Ian Rapoport. Anyway, the team paid him $4.25 million in incentives this year, something they had to do anyway, but the procedural move allows them to retain the rights to franchise tag him now. Ah, Tricky.
2: Well, I mean, since he threw away all of his negotiating power at the rally.
0: <laughs> By the way, the franchise tag would be uh, $32.16 million. Yikes.
2: I don't think they want to pay that.
0: That's a lot of money, right? So you could always place it on him while working on a long-term deal if need be, right? Right. You could right, you can rip it up after the fact. Yeah, you can yeah. do that um, as well, but that's a lot of jack. You don't want that in one year. I mean, yeah, maybe that will be the average, but you don't want that to be... The upfront hit. Remember last year, he skipped the entire offseason program, training camp, uh, and preseason, and event- eventually ended his uh, holdout after the regular season opener. He was at the regular season opener. Remember in the skybox.
2: I remember. Yeah. And again,
0: he's not been very good at, in terms of this, uh, you know, negotiating stuff and you no. know, trying to trying to play hardball. He's like, yeah, I'm at the game watching. And this <laughs> anyway, you got the contract done. I uh, have a bunch of incentives on the deal. Made his second consecutive Pro Bowl and obviously won a second consecutive Super Bowl and made some of the most important plays in the Super Bowl as well. So it was um, it was pretty it was pretty crazy uh, the kind of impact he's had on them. I don't see him going anywhere. Somebody earlier texted me and said, "What about the commander?" No, they're not. No, he's no. too much. He's twenty nine. Uh, they don't have an interior issue. They have a, a, a edge issue. He's an interior rusher. Well, you can play him anywhere, but he's better from the interior. No, I, I, he's going to be a chief. I mean, I, I don't think it's any deep dark secret that it's happening. He's going to stay in Kansas City, and he should. I mean, he absolutely should stay in Kansas City.
2: It'll just be interesting to see if the negotiation process is a little bit more friendly this yeah. time than it was last right. time.
0: Um, good question from Greg and Gloucester. He said, "How do they calculate the franchise tag? Well, it's the top five of your position uh, with the um, previous year, though. So this is what is kind of a." touchy subject for some of the players because they base it off the previous year's dollar figures right and that's what makes so many guys so angry you know so they don't they don't they don't love it but yeah it's off the previous year
2: yeah but for like for like for quarterbacks that's how teams like cleveland and denver are screwing everybody because they're mm-hmm. overpaying for these guys and then that yeah. that kind of yeah. raises the price for the franchise tag for for other teams so you get a certain amount of teams at the top that are really screwing things up for a lot of other teams
0: yeah, I think that's why, um, remember how many years ago was it? Now it's a long year ago. When Jimmy, Jimmy Graham was the best, like tight end in the NFL. Tight ends were not making big money like receivers right. were, but yet he was being used and split out like a wide receiver. And he was the focal point of Drew Brees and that Sean Payton offense. And he was like, wait a minute. You know, I should be classified as a receiver. Look where I'm lining up. And they wouldn't. He you know. tried. yeah, He tried. They, just, they told him to shut up. <laughs> he said, get out of here. Get out of here. Didn't believe it. Um, this is pretty funny. Seven five seven says uh, Chris Jones could play for the Commanders. He could play guard. I hear they they need offensive guards. <laughs> Everybody's a guard uh, with the Commanders. Ah, uh, yeah. Everybody's a guard. There's just no tackles. Um. So Greg and are trying to pitch us to a to do a ninety four one summer man cave tour, uh, one to two weeks travel to the top five to ten man caves you picked to broadcast live. <laughs> Oh man, I don't know, Chris. uh, It's—I mean, uh, Greg. It's tempting, you know. It's tempting, you know.
2: That is quite tempting.
0: Yeah, I don't know if there's enough of them, you know, in the area. Well, certainly
2: not to Greg's level.
0: Greg's level. I mean, I think we went to Greg's place. It'd be hard to go back. I think it's easy to pitch
2: that, Greg, when you know you've got the best one.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. James did take another nice shot at Denver there. I I did um paulie's doing hot take tuesday on friday what's up with that the ncaa will be disbanded in 10 years that many you think it's gonna take that long i don't uh nil over sports will be the nba g league (laughs) very good i got a question for you during the break i went out to the uh, vending machine and um i'm always fascinated by this because it's always in there so i'm assuming nobody buys it but where do you stand on cup of noodles out of a snack machine
2: I think that it's an interesting choice. I understand the, like, if you forgot lunch sort of thing, or if you forgot dinner, at least you've got something that's a little bit more heartier of an option than, I don't know, a Snickers bar.
0: So I don't hate it. But here's my concern. Did you notice how our vending machine guy, and again, he does a wonderful job, I'm not cracking on him hopefully he's not listening uh but he has the cup of noodles at the very top like one of the second i think it's the second row not the old top row so think about the fall that's going to have and it's heavier right so would it explode when it hits the bottom and how bad would that be so i buy buy the cup of noodles i don't know what is it two bucks a buck fifty or whatever it would be and i'm really excited about it to put it in the microwave and then it splatters
2: to your point and to your point too why is the gum always at the bottom? Right, and a little the one light thing gum that can take the hit or the certs. its always <laughs> at the bottom. But yeah, my chips get crushed because right. they're at the top row. Yeah,
0: I don't know, man. I just—I I mean, at look—it's not—it's not like tuna fish in a vending machine or anything like that out of a can, but. I don't know, a cup of noodles out of the vending machine, and clearly nobody's biting in this building. because.
2: Well, you said air. tuna fish, but one time, and I, I don't oh, know if you no. remember this, we had the, there was the, tu- you know, the tuna fish thing you could buy with yeah. the crackers in it. Yeah. That was in the machine Ooh. at one point, too.
0: Yeah, I got a couple places I will not eat seafood. Uh, one at a vending machine, the other is in a press box uh, or in a, in, a, in a media room. So <laughs> yeah, no, wouldn't do that either. But yeah, I just wondering. I was just kind of thought it was fascinating because I'm I've kind of marked it a few weeks ago by the cup of noodles like these things are never going to um th- these things are never gonna be bought and, and I'm kind of c- confident they're gonna stay there. They've got to, it's probably expired. Who knows how many years old it is. Maybe one day if I want to just waste some money just to experiment to see if it's gonna explode everywhere.
2: Well the expiration expiration date's gonna be like seven years from now, so you don't have to worry about that if it stays in there for a while.
0: And there's nothing wrong with cup of noodles. It got through a lot of people through college, trust me, in ramen noodles, but it's not sure about the vending machine and, again, the physics of it dropping that far. Unless those, you know, unless those styrofoam things are, are really strong. But maybe they are. Maybe they have, like, cushion on them. I'm maybe there's
2: sure. a little parachute attached in the back and you just don't see it.
0: <laughs> there could be. There there could this be as well. glides down there. Oh, man. Look at look at uh, Polly just crushing us about man caves. Uh-huh. Headspace for me. Not enough Twinkies for James. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. Oh, boy. Oh, you're a funny guy, Polly. Oh man. All right. 757-687-9494, 757-687-9494. Um Greg, uh, it does have a couple of noodles to take too. He says he leaves I keep six on his desk. They're clutch. Yeah, you just have to add water. Yeah, again, I don't have a problem with that. I'm just saying, again, if it's coming out of a vending machine, uh, it's pretty dangerous. Um, Richie adds somerville through the text line like our own personal text uh says he will not eat seafood anywhere west of interstate 95 wow there there
2: are some people that have that same exact take interesting
0: yeah i can see that
2: which is hard to argue with
0: yeah i think you got to kind of look like how far are we from like the ocean like on the on the seafood front that's a good that's a good rule how
2: far did it have to travel right
0: right right exactly here in nebraska yeah i don't know (laughs) Yeah, it's got, yeah, if you're in Nebraska, for example, are you going to get lobsters? I don't know. I'm sure there's some place that probably does a fairly decent job that far in the middle, but probably probably could do better elsewhere. All right, 757-687-9494 uh, if you want to hit us up. Um, by the way, did you also see the big NFL breaking news I forgot to mention earlier that uh, Jack Del Rio's son, Luke Del Rio, has been hired at the University of Washington. Huh. as a football analyst isn't that where belichick's kid went yep so it's like all the related kids of like former nfl coaches are, are <laughs> going to University of washington. The sons boy you thought they really i bet you they hate Kalen DeBoer's guts now in washington
2: better watch out for one of andy reed's kids going there now
0: well spoiler alert what the one's in jail so he's not going <laughs> he's not going anywhere for a while and and uh, and the other one is not with us anymore. So definitely, that's that's definitely out the window. All right, seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four text line open for business here for the final few moments. Uh, we'll come back. We'll get to some what we missed uh, stuff and set up a full full day of college basketball tomorrow uh, right here on Priority Auto Sports Radio ninety four point one. We are brought to you by Larry King Law. All right, as we uh, head down the home stretch here, of course, a lot of news out of Kansas City about the shootings at the uh, parade for the Chiefs uh, earlier this week. Uh, two juveniles have been arrested. Obviously, because they're juveniles, they can't give out a whole lot of information right now. That's all we know to this point, but charges obviously uh, still coming, there might be more charges added before it's all said and done. Did see a very nice thing. Of course, there was one fatality in all that. Uh, that took place that uh, taylor swift has uh donated a hundred thousand dollars to that family's uh funding for obviously uh services and everything and that's you know again very uh very nice of her in a terrible situation um patrick mahomes and his wife spent the day on friday visiting children's mercy hospital where many of the victims were including an eight and ten year old uh, both daughters of a family um that uh had their daughters that were caught in the crossfire of this mess. The Ray's family announced their daughters are making good progress in the recovery. There's some pictures posted on the X with Patrick Mahomes and his wife, uh, Brittany visiting the girls and um, trying to obviously keep spirits up. Apparently they're making the rounds there today. And again, 22 others injured in the shooting. Um, and of course, Lisa um, Lopez Galvin, 43 year old mother of two was killed in that incident crazy crazy uh happenings there in kansas city but again a lot of the uh I, I would suppose we won't know a lot of the information on the gunman for a while because of the minor situation
2: Well, even when the court proceedings start yeah there's really not going to be a lot of information that can come out about that other than once you know charges are filed verdicts are handed down and things of that nature
0: all right let's get to uh this the poll question of the day which is really just falling to pieces uh what are you watching this weekend <laughs> We found that the Daytona 500 is probably going to be postponed to the rain on Sunday. Uh, at least move back to Monday with the way it's looking. Barring, you know, another meteorologist being wrong, which is very possible. Uh, but that was 35% of you. really looking forward to that. You know, hopefully you have Monday off. Um Another 26% of you were really looking forward to watching Tiger Woods play this weekend. Um, sorry to tell you, he's withdrawn from the tournament. So, I don't know if that leaves. Maybe some family time. I, I'm not sure. Maybe um, leaf raking. I, I don't know. Uh, it's Museum it's, movies. I want to go see the Bob Marley any. movie this weekend. There you go. Um, NBA All-Star Weekend. Still there for all you that are crapping all over that. And you might like it a little bit more now, huh? You got nothing else to watch.
2: Going to watch that LED court just sparkling right, all over.
0: Right. And uh, what I, I called Conseco Fieldhouse. They call it something completely different now but anyway so there's that uh you know there's those options there's college basketball yeah UConn and uh Marquette I mean I don't know find something of course here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1 what time we have uh the women's ODU women tomorrow play Marshall in a very important game in the uh Sun Belt as that uh, has high leverage in terms of the standings and
2: Marshall by the way undefeated on the road if they've I'm been not great mistaken. on the road and
0: they they beat uh, the ODU women by a lot earlier this year, by 30, I think it was there. And ODU women had a great start to that game. But Marshall is – they're what the men's team used to be at Marshall. Like they are high-scoring, high-flying kind of team. So uh, that game tomorrow afternoon, is it at 2 o'clock? Yeah, it's at 2
2: o'clock, so 1.30, 130 coverage.
0: One thirty coverage. The men are a 6.30 coverage with the Toyota pregame with Ted and um, obviously Dennis Wolf, But uh, tip-off at 7 against Georgia State tomorrow night from uh, chartway arena so a doubleheader: women at two men at seven uh tomorrow from chartway again the women's game is huge in terms of standings and uh you know as you said marshall unbeaten on the road uh they have been just scoring in bunches obviously the odu women more of a defensive team so it's a stylistic kind of battle there hopefully uh hopefully the uh women can lock them up odu women 9-4 and in the season right now, and in a tie for third place along with Madison and Georgia State. They'll have Madison again, so that'll sort itself out. A game back from Troy, and obviously two back from Marshall, who's been rolling along the season in a year where their uh, men's team has not been able to put up the points like they used to. The women's team have have apparently found all the shooters um, in West Virginia at this point. All right, we got people to thank uh, for the week. We had a lot of people through here this week. Appreciate all of them that joined us. Uh, We're back with you Monday at 3 o'clock. We get no national holiday. We are here for you, rain or shine. Uh, Thanks to Tim Murray, who came through in the 4 o'clock hour from Beeson, gave you some sound advice on college basketball this week, and Patrick Stevens as we did the bracketology uh, with Patrick uh, earlier today. That was good. And uh, Davey Siegel uh, talking NASCAR with us from Sirius XM NASCAR radio. He's been hanging out a tough assignment down there in Daytona all week. Sounds like a lot of hard work. Yeah,
2: it's rough. He might actually be there an extra day, too. Yeah,
0: right. Exactly. Horrible. Yeah, at this point, um, maybe he was ready to go home. I don't know. All right. Uh, By the way, in regards to meteorology, the 757 says, I wish I could be wrong as often and still have a job. Amen to that, man. Amen to (laughs) that. You know? And, you know, they get so much time on the TV, too, right? Like There's always, like, sports gets cut short for the meteorologist. And they got, you know, I like it in the bigger cities now. They've got two people doing it together. Like when I, I mean, in D.C. they do that. And I'm like, what, what are you doing here? Just give me the five-day or the ten. You know, that, not either, really anything beyond the two-day forecast is just to roll the dice anyway. Yeah. I don't and they'll need t- and all that. Tell,
2: and they'll tell you that, too.
0: Yeah. And they tell you that. And they brag about these million, multi-million dollar Doppler radar things. And then they still tell you. They give you the cop-out. Like, well, you know, it's still, like, weather guessing. All that stuff. Anyway. anyway, don't get me started. You have on weather people. <laughs> anyway, still love Don Slater. Legend. There you go. All right, so that's what you got this weekend. Uh, apparently not much else. You know, Again, this is why you should be a basketball fan. They don't rain out basketball games and hockey. Well, they do have outdoor hockey this weekend. That could, rain That's out or, true. that could rain out That's or true. snow out, which is always disappointing. Can
2: you rain that out?
0: Yeah, you can. You can't because oh. it's bad. Yeah, yeah. Always delay it. It's bad right. for the ice. Let's
2: just add one more
0: it's thing to the list. bad for the ice. Um, Paulie says, by the way, if you're considering a vending machine cup of noodles, you have bigger problems. No, I wasn't. I was just curious about the whole thing. It's very weird uh, that we have it here. All right. Thanks to, uh, again, everybody for tuning in. We'll be back with you on Monday at 3 o'clock. We are represented by Larry King. Law, injured in an accident. Call 757-INJURED. That's 757-I-N-J-U-R-E-D. All right. For James with him, Scott Jackson, Richie Somerville. He's out here somewhere. Uh, we'll say Have a healthy and safe weekend. and Join us back here on Monday. Enjoy the basketball or whatever it is you may be doing this weekend, the rain outs uh, and the rain delays and all that stuff. Uh, we'll see you Monday at 3 o'clock here. Scott Jackson, your priority on Sports Radio 94.1.